This is the Pete and Kimber podcast. Howdy, Kimber. Howdy, Pete. Happy podcast to you. Oh, to you too. You made it to a Friday. Hello to you. Thank you very much for listening and being with us and coming to the podcast. Um, We're going to catch you up on some of the things that happened on the show uh, this morning, a little bit later on in the podcast. But um, first, I got to, I mean, we all know that there's a housing crisis going on at the moment around Perth and across Australia, but Perth at this stage, forecast to grow property prices another 8 to 10% this year. You know, it's scary. People are just going out and really feeling trapped by the rental situation. And so then they're feeling like they're in a safer place to buy, but they're having to pay so much more money for a house. It concerns me because when you think you're paying off a house for like 30 years, in five years' time or even less... If the market drops, people are going to have mortgages for houses that are not worth anything near what they've spent. No, and that's the thing. That's the weird sort of vortex that we're caught up in right now because you are. Like as someone who was buying, you're hoping for a crash. Mm -hmm. As someone who has bought, now I'm like, please don't crash. We're cooked. Like we will be absolutely cooked if it crashes. Yep. Um, They are saying it's overheated. It's got a lot to do with the fact that there are so many more people coming into WA, um, particularly people from the Eastern States and also Eastern States investors. And they're looking at our property market going, oh my God, by Melbourne and Sydney standards, within 15 minutes of the city, Perth is cheap. Like here, oh, have, yeah. have another 50 grand, have another $100,000. It's yeah. not a problem. They think it's easy spend. But this house that we've seen in Callista is showing us. It's jumped the shark, hey? Like it, Callista it has being the shark. like a sort of Rockingham area, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, Basically, what's happened is it's it's hit the market, a four-bedroom, one-bathroom home built in 1970. Now, it last sold for $255,000 in July of 2022. Even the fact that you've put 255000 on it, that is incredibly cheap. Well, yeah, so cheap. And you're getting 875 square metres, um, yeah. four bedroom, one bathroom. So July 2022. So last year, the market, or like two years ago, the market was still okay then. Yeah. And then it just took off. And we would know, like we were in amongst all of the buying and selling at the, that time. Like yeah. we sold thinking, oh, we'll get north of the river. And then went to look north of the river and just got absolutely pants. No. Well, the um, thing is, like a year later, though, a terrible incident took place at this house where it was partially destroyed by fire. Partially. Like the place is gutted. It's gutted by fire. Like if you're buying it, it's uh, it's pretty much a knock over, here's the land and start all over it's again, I reckon. It lost all the ceiling. You can mm. see the sky from inside and the beams are all pretty much cooked, aren't they? Yep. And inside is just full of all the ceiling rubble and everything that's fallen down. So again, last sold July 2022 for 255000 Has been through that fire since. Is currently back on the market. Fielding offers from 249000 as is. From. From. So essentially what they paid for it a couple of years ago when it was in good livable condition, uh-huh. it's now that cost even though it's completely fire ravaged and it needs to be gutted. They're and, paying for the land now. And real estate agents, they, they know how to polish a turd. Like, they, you know, throw in a couple of rhyming words in there, renovate or detonate. It's up oh. to you. Like, and did it's... they like take the photo from a distance and then like highlight the grass? Like just give the grass a little bit of extra green? Oh, the grass looks like 
The grass looks terrible. <laughs> they didn't even bother with that. No, they didn't even bother with the grass or anything like that. I mean, the rooms, the rooms are big. Do you know what? They've taken a beautiful photo of with lots of sky. You get lots of Bur- Perth blue. Yep. Perth blue, I think that should be called on a paint chart. Yeah, yeah. And they've thrown that in there like, look at the magic it could be. Just think forward a few years. Yeah. After you've like renovated or detonated. Yeah. Um, it's mental. I thought you were referring to the picture um, with the beautiful blue sky of the living room, which is because the roof has gone up in flames. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It is full on. I guess we're not buying a house anytime soon. No. Um, still cheaper than the median house price in Callista, by the way, $418,510 in December last year. Values across the market increased 20%. 20% increase. I don't even know. The percentages don't mean much to me. All I know is that things are just, you know, remember that time when I had an opportunity to buy a three-bedroom house for $140,000? Oh, all of that. And I never took it? All of that. Yeah. I don't need my parents to tell me again that they built their house for $35,000 and the pro- like the land cost them six grand. Love that. I don't need that. No. Um, what else is on the podcast? Um, when did a poo sneak up on you? I'm not going to give that any more <laughs> attention than it needs. Mm. I didn't want to do it. Mm. We talked about it anyway. And the calls, I mean. Come on. You had a laugh. No. I, it, it's so good. That last caller, Sandra, I think her name is, because I'm scarred and I remember her name. Um, um, AJ Ty. Oh, yeah. AJ Ty from mm. the Perth Scorchers. Have a, had a good chat with him. Um. Oh, oh, you've got to remember to do this. That's right. Yeah, please. I won't. I won't forget. Okay. I won't forget my challenge. In the podcast, you'll hear there's a diaper company that is urging people to have more kids. It's a make more babies campaign, and um, it didn't work on me. So Pete's got the weekend to come up with something to try and convince me to have mm. children. I mean, I should let you know the ship is well and truly sailed. <laughs> but in case there's someone <laughs> listening who needs to be convinced. They could use your PowerPoint presentation. Mm. Um, we found the like like the suburban Olympic swimmer who saved a couple of strangers from death. It was amazing. Mm. Incredible she was story. Very impressive. And the producers gave us their rap of the week, which is their best bits and their worst bits of our show. Oh, which included an absolute belter from you. Absolute belter. I mean, look. Nah, it's brilliant. I can't take the credit for it, um, but... I'm, I was just pleased I didn't get told off because mm. I feel like that that section of our show is just like everybody else hearing us be told off in what should be a private <laughs> meeting. But enjoy the podcast. See ya. Pete and Kimber. When I travel, Pete, there is nothing I love more than going to a local park. I'm very much into, I'll go to the museums and the galleries and stuff, but I really enjoy checking out the natural reserves of the area. The fauna and the flora. Yeah, went over to Sydney over Christmas, Mm. went and walked through some gorgeous parks, this beautiful spot through Manly, which I didn't even know was there. Absolutely amazing. Full bushwalk and then leading to this gorgeous lake. Okay. Nice day. Nice day for a bushwalk. Loved it. Loved it. Okay. Um, But there is uh, a council in Sydney that unfortunately have had to put up a sign at their local park um, because people haven't been looking after the park the way that they would hope. What's happened? Have they been, like, destroying the park, trashing the park? Mm. Is it, like, don't feed the birds? Is it don't cut the eucalyptus down? Like, what is it? The sign is, it's a nice sign and it's a proper sign. It's not just like someone's printed it out on Microsoft Word and laminated it. It's a proper sign. As in a council put this in sign? Yeah, the council have put it in. It's the city of Ryde. And they've put in big capital letters, please respect our neighbours. 
So I thought maybe it was a sound issue at the time. Oh, sound issue. Maybe respect our neighbours, be quiet in this area. Well, parks are meant to be loud. Please respect our neighbours. Don't defecate in the park. <laughs> That's the sign. They've had so many people pooing in the park that they've had to erect a sign. I mean, how... I don't understand. So apparently there are public toilets located a 10-minute walk away. Mm. People can't be bothered doing the 10-minute walk, so they're just pooing on the trail. Maybe these people, and I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, all right? Maybe these people are just, is there, is there like a, is there a restaurant nearby that's a particular type of There's spicy sh- food? No. And, they, and they're like, you know what, we're going to go for it. Because I like to go for a nice walk after we have a big meal. There's a shopping centre nearby. Oh, so there's public okay. toilets in lots of places. So there's a food court with Are a nine, with a, with a nine dollar would, combination special. You're not saying that you would defecate in a park just because nearby you ate something. I'm not saying I How would do it on purpose. How are you even living if every time you eat you have to worry about where you're going to poo? I'm not saying I would do it on purpose. I'm just saying that occasionally okay. it happens to people and they just they need to go and they can't your, hold it. How many times in your life have you had a situation like that? This is so many people pooing in the park. They've had to put up a sign. Mm. It's not a Wow, that was one human turd, and <laughs> there must have been a story behind that, and I'm excusing that person for doing it. No, instead you're telling because... me it's a poondemic. <laughs> okay, I'm actually going to laugh at that. You can have that one. I... <laughs> <laughs> okay, it was actually pretty funny. Thank you. Thank you. But, but I'm going to give people the benefit of the doubt, right? And, uh, and, and I'm going to, you just go with me on this one here today. I'm no. Gonna, I'm bringing back a classic. No. Yes, I am. When did a poo sneak up on you? Uh, that's what I'm I doing thought, it. That's what I thought you were trying to do. I want to. What is what is when did a poo sneak up on you? Well, there's I mean, not enough examples in life. There's where plenty a poo of examples. Snuck up on you. I there's don't plenty. like doing this. It's accidents. That's what I'm, it is. Okay, it's, it's adult accidents, and it happens. I'm going to let you have this and talk about it mm. only if the phones ring. If there are no phones ringing. With people telling their when did a poo sneak up on you stories, it, we're not continuing this anymore. It's about the times when you just can't hold it, right? No, I'm leaving and it to I, the people. I give the people the benefit of the doubt, and it's a very special community of people that I bring together who can bask in the comfort <laughs> of each other's unfortunate defecations. Mix. That's, that's Mix what this fam, is. over to you. If nobody rings, you never get to do when did a poo sneak up on you again. Oh, come on, please ring. Don't take this away from me. This is event radio. <laughs> <laughs> we'll is, see. That's what they call it. When did a poo sneak up on you? <laughs> okay, Anthony, I'm so scared to ask Anthony and Bindoon, when did a poo sneak up on you? Oh, I've had a few of, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Um, See, it's a terrible you... idea until people start calling, oh right? Oh, God. <laughs> this is great. Go on, Anthony. Um, yeah, out in the wheat belt, of course, toilets are a bit few and far between. And um, out doing a job and... Um, yeah, of course, when you got to go, you got to go. Um, so I was out in the middle of nowhere and went, oh, well, um, that's fine. I'll just sort of duck in behind the stables here, the horse stables, and I'll do it there. And then um, as sort of getting ready, the um, customer decides to start driving up through the paddock. <laughs> <laughs> There's Anthony just on the job again. Don't mind me. Sandra in Ridgewood, tell us about your ex-boyfriend. Hey, um, so he had just... Um had his work Christmas party the night before and um, we had already planned to go to um, the 
all you can eat buffet at the casino. So as I pulled up, he's jumped out the car. And he didn't know whether to run or what to do. Um, in that in the big uh, tower car park, he's gone behind the car. What? <laughs> and just dropped his dropped his dax and um, had to use his dogs to clean his ass. <laughs> Sandra, look, woman to woman, let's be honest. Oh my god! Did you look at him the same way after that? Nah, nah, never again. See, I tell you, that sort of thing stays with you. Well, sorry, what was that, Sandra? You pretty sure what? I I broke up with him not long after that. Yeah, you can't find the romance again after that. You just Um, can't. Brett works as a concreter. How's the mud today, Brett? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. That's good, mate. Tell us uh, what happened when a poo snuck up on you. Oh well, my wife was. uh, She cooked tea the night before and she's a little bit heavy on the chili sometimes mm. and uh got into work and uh bent over and it was like oh <laughs> <laughs> the thing, down into the back corner dug a big hole squatted and just gone <laughs> oh, hey hey i blame you i blame you now we're getting sound effects <laughs> We're getting sound effects now. Oh, this is the best thing we've ever done. No, you not. know this is the best thing we've ever done. No, God. <laughs> I can't believe there's one more. Stella, Stella in Bayswater. How are you going? Good can, morning, can everyone. You, I mean, we got sound effects there. Can you beat that? <laughs> Please don't. I think I probably can. Go on. A late curry meal. I've got up late and jumped in the car and hopped in. I'm in peak hour traffic on the Kornana. And you know what? Everything's gurgling and you start, you, you, your farts are all starting to really, you know, it's near and you think, oh, my God, and I don't know. So I thought, okay, it's coming. So what am I going to do? I'm not going to poo on the seat. So I grabbed one of those sunscreens, you know, that goes across your windscreen and put it underneath me and, and it's just, oh, Lordy, then it's just exploded. You tried to catch your poo No, I had to... In a sun no, visor. No, I couldn't take anything <laughs> down. Yeah, basically. But I couldn't take anything off because I'm a picker. I'm trying to look all nice and cool because there's people around yeah. me. So it's come through the clothes. And I'm thinking, I can't do it on the seat. So it's come through everything. And then, of course, it rides up your back because you're sitting on it, right? Oh. <laughs> it's just oh, freaked up and it's all, and I'm, it's warm and it's bleh, like, oh, Make and I'm stop. trying to be all cool. And then the smell. Yeah, and then you have to, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Okay. Oh, Stella, thank you, Stella. Sweet. And then you have to drive home with it. You'll be there for a little while. Get out. Are you talking about me or just in general? No, I just need I need some quiet time. Go and space get some air. Go and get some air. Yeah. A bit of cricket in town this weekend. Bouncer. Oh, that's quick. That's sharp. That's out. That's outstanding bowling by Ty. The slow ball before did for him. Bamboozled him. Andrew Ty, the breakthrough. The Perth Scorchers take on the Adelaide Strikers. Optus Stadium Saturday evening at 4.40. Another great season for the Scorchers. And this guy right in the thick of it, AJ Ty. Good morning, mate. Morning, guys. How are we today? Oh, we're good. You guys all geared up for Saturday. I mean, an absolutely smashing record before the Sixers. I mean, we'll just sort of, don't worry about that. What was cricket? I mean, you know, but the Sixers, it was a shame. But you've won 17 of the last 18 games at home. So this this should be this will be all right now. You just just sort it out on Saturday, right? Yeah, that's the plan. Anyway, Easy. Um, yeah, we 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 know how to play at home, and um, yeah, to Sixers credit, they they took us down on on what night was it? Tuesday night. 
I yep. can't even remember what day of the week we were. <laughs> um, yeah, they took us down and it was a really good game of cricket in the end. Like we thought we were out of it and then all of a sudden we were right back in it. And then, yeah, it was uh, yeah down to the last ball. So I couldn't have asked for a better show, I reckon. Do you ever find yourself out on the field and you see the other team do something pretty gnarly and you have a moment where you're like, oh, yes, nicely. Oh, I mean, do you have to keep it to yourself? Um, sometimes when you bowl a good ball or execute exactly what you want and someone plays an unbelievable show, you're like, Respect, good shot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, you say you guys say. I mean, you play home pretty well. What's the difference? What What's the difference you find at Optus Stadium versus the other venues around the country? Um, I think just you know the the pitch is a bit different from all other places that you know other teams have sort of struggled to to find a game plan on it um, that works for them. Um, yeah, the crowd is, it plays a massive part in it as well. It's definitely a 12th man for us. When we start to get on top of teams, they, they rise and roar. And um, I think we've had 40,000 twice, um, 35,000 twice. And yeah, in, in our four out of our five home games. So it's um, unbelievable support. And when you're getting those sort of numbers to the game, it, it really shows that we're the well, most well-supported team in the country in terms of getting people to the games. It's huge. How do you get yourself fired up, AJ? Have you got a personal kind of pump-up song? <laughs> no, I don't think I do. I, I tried for a bit, but then that just never works what, out. What do you mean so, you tried for a bit? What were some I of the songs that you had to go? Yeah, I, I was a massive Blink-182 fan, where obviously when I was in my teenage years. Yeah. I chuck some of that. Sometimes I chuck some of that on when I'm driving into the stadium, but other times I just don't. I just listen to, to whatever's on the radio and, yeah, drive on in. Just whatever we're pumping out. It's fine. Hey, yeah. are you going? Are you going to Blink? If you're a massive Blink One Eight Two fan, because they're going to be here soon. Yeah, yeah, I haven't got tickets, so. Um, oh, have we got any people that know people? I mean, it's AJ Ty. Surely we can. I don't know. Do you know people? I don't, I don't know. know people. We should know. More Do we people. know anyone who who would know Blink at all, guys? Ah, <laughs> uh, nah. <laughs> wow, that was an incredible effort by our producers. Yes, they were thanks, thanks for trying, guys. As you can tell, AJ, they are just absolutely working their guts out to make this happen for you. Um, <laughs> um, now, mate, just speaking of one of our producers, we're going to grab Rami in here because uh, we're going to play a little game that we play on the show called Yay or Nay. Would you like to play Yay or Nay with us? Yeah, I'd love to. Pete and Kimbers, Yay or Nay. Okay, so Rami, um, for those playing at home and also for AJ Ty from the Perth Scorchers, would you like to explain what yay or nay is? Great. I'm going to give you a random topic, very random, and you've got three seconds to say yay or nay on what your thoughts are on that, and then we'll discuss for about 30 seconds. The aim, though, is to say yay or nay after the three-second countdown and do it all at the same time, all three of you. First topic, funky socks. Three, two, one. Yay. 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 AJ, was there a time delay there? Because you said a bit late. <laughs> oh, Did you say just, yay? I, I was just uh, mentally preparing how to um, murder whoever said nay, but no one did, so. <laughs> yeah, cool. No, no. I was like, I, I mean, I'm not like necessarily for funky socks. I'm not someone who would go out and get them, but I appreciate that for, I think, particularly for men's fashion, mm. a lot of men feel like they don't get a lot of options. Mm. If well, you want to add some character... I feel like socks are where it's at. There's a reason I bring this up. Um, Kimba, are you across uh, AJ's Instagram? 
I'm not on anyone's Instagram. You know that. I don't have Instagram. Instagram. No. Well, AJ, I've been uh, stalking you on Instagram and I see you've got a little socks section on his Instagram. I'm just showing Kimber and Pete this at the moment. He's got like different funky socks. Oh, you do indeed. He does Mona Lisa. Where he asks people to check out which ones he should wear. Where do you get all of these socks from, AJ? Are these like Christmas gifts for life? Yeah, Christmas gifts. Uh, if I see something I like in the shops, I buy it. You know, some of the socks I've got, I've been given by people in the crowd at games. <laughs> oh, um, cute. <laughs> uh, second one. Supermarket with no footwear. Three, two, one. Nay. Yay. Yay. Oh, oh, AJ, you barefoot it. Yuck. Mate, yeah. no. What, you in particular do this or you don't mind people who do? Oh, I do it all the time. Sometimes I could just be dropping by, need something quick, so I'll run into Coles or Liz and barefoot it. And, and so, wait. in general, you just don't have shoes on. Like, I was already wearing the shoes when I got to the shops, so I just go in with what I'm wearing. But yeah, you're, you're... Sometimes, sometimes I'm not wearing shoes. I may be coming from training or had shoes on for too long. How dirty are your well, we feet, just had AJ? questions, <laughs> that's all. My feet are very clean. Uh, third and final one, living with housemates. Three, two, one. Yay. Yay. Nay. Oh, nay. Have you ever lived with a housemate, Pete? No. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably why then. Yeah, he went straight from living at mum's to getting married. How can you uh, judge without without actually trying it? Trust me, very, very much I can judge. AJ, have you had more good experiences with housemates than bad? Yeah, I've had um, some great experiences with some... Oh, sorry, my little girls found me. <laughs> <laughs> Where were you um, hiding in the pantry? <laughs> uh, outside. <laughs> yeah, I've had some great experience with housemates. So, yeah, it's just a great way to, to learn about, a lot about yourself and how to interact and deal with other people when you're in those formative years, I guess. Yeah, yeah I think in- so too. And some of my best friends have been people I lived with. Like, I've made incredible friendships with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, living with a housemate sounds awesome, man. <laughs> and, uh, well, I just told Peyton that, that um, Pete doesn't like living with a housemate. <laughs> Touche, AJ Ty. Uh, the Scorchers take on Adelaide in a do-or-die final for the Big Bash League. Saturday night, Optus Stadium. Um, everything kicks off from 4.40. Make sure you get in early and have a great time. Pack it out. And cheer on the Scorchers. AJ Ty, good luck for Saturday night and thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. Well, you know, making a decision over whether you want to have kids or not, you know, it's it, it's not an easy decision. There is a lot to consider. And I think the biggest problem, obviously, is that we often need to make that decision in a timely manner. You know, you're up against the body clock and all of that gear and you're going, don't want to do it too early, but don't want to do it too late. Don't know if I found the right person. All that kind of gear that you have mm. to consider. So thank you, Every Life, a diaper company in the US who have launched the Make More Babies campaign. The Make More Babies campaign. It's a whole campaign to encourage people to just make more babies because they're horrified about the depopulation movement. Apparently there is a movement. What's this? I've never Um, heard of this. What's the depopulation movement? it's It's a movement by the people who have said they don't want kids. Apparently we're creating a movement. I just thought it was because I made a personal choice, but apparently it's a movement because we they say um, you're that sort of person though. You are that sort of person where if you start to talk about something, people get swept <laughs> up in it. Oh my god, it's Kimber saying those things. I know. All of a sudden, everybody else doesn't want kids. It's a movement. This diaper company um, say 
they, the reason that they've pushed the Make More Babies campaign is because they, they are up against dangerous ideologies like climate change <laughs> and career advancement above all else. What's the name of this company again? They sound like a good laugh. Every life. Did Every you say life. career advancement? Yeah, they say um, career adv- advancement above all else as a movement. People who have chosen a career... Instead of having kids, apparently we're starting a movement. Your success is very dangerous to society, Kim. Um, but look, they, they've made an ad campaign. I kind of don't want to play it, mainly because they've also put the creepiest heartbeat underneath. And oh. as, as you know, Pete, I am afraid of heartbeats. Yeah. And I don't know why, how they think this would help sell it, but here's some of their ad. Every one of them is celebrated here. Every life. We're changing diapers, changes lives. Changing diapers, changes lives. All I heard was the heartbeat. It's all I could hear. But I don't understand. I'm like, they get it. I get it. Children are our greatest blessing. They're a gift. They say they're, they're the future and the collective hope of humanity relies upon okay. their existence. It's not enough to sell me well, on having a kid. Look, I, I I wouldn't say all of those things, right? Like, I'm not one of these people who goes, oh, my God, it'll change your life and it changes, the, it secures our future and blah, blah, blah. But there are so many amazing reasons to have kids. If you're sitting on my side of the fence. Yeah. They, there are heaps of reasons for kids to. to what are be some a thing of the top life. reasons? Like, what are your top, say, three reasons why you would encourage someone if they're on the fence about having kids or not? Top three? Yep. Um, because just the way that they make you feel when you walk in through the front door and they come running to you with their arms out, like Aww. dad's here, you know, like that sort of I stuff. I get that That's... with McGruff, but but he, you know, he he can't doesn't say come to you running with his arms out. On his hind legs. Sure? Oh my god, I could imagine McGruff sure? running from up the okay, hallway so with his hind legs. Okay, so reason number one: they're mm. happy to see you. This just sounds like you lack self confidence. What else have you got? Um, <laughs> you can't give me a second <laughs> reason. No, I, no, there are there are other reasons. I'm sure there are, you, are. Okay, I. You know what? Give me, give me some. Just give me some time, and I'll work on it. Like there are other reasons. Oh, you can come back they're... with a PowerPoint presentation. If that's what it takes. Well, you know, there's okay, because that, one of those no. things, it's one of those things where like there, there are plenty of reasons, but it's like when okay. you put someone on the spot, it's just going All to right. be the, I want I'll deep reasons you for you. over the weekend. You got over the weekend to work out the way to convince me or other people to have children. Anyway, anyway, any yeah, yeah, we'll whatsoever. Come back Monday. You've got the weekend to think about it. Okay. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Now that it's Friday, before we go away, the producers are here for one final say to reflect on the week, the great and the crap, to bring you something they call the producer rap. Back for 2024, the producer rap. So basically, we pick the worst and best moments of the week. Okay. I will start with my best of the week. Oh, yay. All right. This happened yesterday morning. Um, Look, Kimber, you're a great storyteller. That's one of the things I love about you, that we love about you. There's no but. It's oh, the best. Really? Oh, really? It was the best one of the week. Just press. <laughs> uh, well, this. Let me set it up for you. You were telling a story about a friend of yours who was catching up with her new <gasps> partner's. Oh, meeting parents. the parents for the yes. first time. And yeah. the mum was a little bit loose. Have a listen to this. So she went round to his parents' house. They were having lunch, and at the table, somehow they got talking about tattoos, and his mum said, "I've got a tattoo," and he went, "Mum, don't." Right, as if he knew what was coming. And she stood up at the table and she said, I've got a tattoo of a mouse. 
and pulled her pants down. Here's my tattoo of my mouse. Oh, wait, where's it gone? Oh, no, my <laughs> must have eaten it. <laughs> oh, my God, did I just say that on air? <laughs> I can't believe you played it back. Oh, you're the if best. you want to hear the full context <laughs> of that story, listen her up now. It was so good. <laughs> so worth it. It was so worth it. Honestly, take the five minutes out of your day to go and listen to that joke. It, is, <laughs> it wasn't even a joke. It is reality. It's, it's a, a story. Yeah. It's a story. It's wild. Um, let's go to my best. In fact, it's not actually my best. It's my worst because I have two worst moments from the show this week. Both of them actually came from the same break, but... Oh. It's labelled in there, Pete, as best. Yes, I've got it. I did worst? Is that even part of this setup? Are we allowed to do You've that? You've thrown us off. Well, wow. I mean, we did have good moments this week, but I thought the the worst We're outweighed the best, the best okay. in, a, in a comedic sense. Okay. okay. Um, okay. We were talking about the amount of selfies on people's phones. Uh, and Rami, you had 700 odd, yeah. I had 29. Let's have a listen to how many Pete and Kimber had. Scroll down to selfies. What's uh, yep. the number there? Um... 214, and none of them are just me on my own. All right, Look. 214 <laughs> selfies. It's, it's just me and James and me and other people. My, uh, 933. <laughs> <laughs> and you've had that phone for six months? Six months. Ah, six days. <laughs> oh, God, that's true. It's a new phone. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, every couple days. It's a lot. Oh, God. Lot. All right, time um, for my worst of the week. Now, I don't know who to be mad at here. Either. Kimber. No. <laughs> Either myself and Kerrod, yeah, you two, or the Mix Fam, okay, well, because we asked people to call through with what did their kids name their pets, and I oh. hated it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chelsea and Alexander Heights, is there a bit of punch coming from the awesome name that your kids named you two cats? I hope so. Um, I've got two sons, and we ended up getting two cats. Um, my eldest son named him Awesome, and my younger son named. His cat, Spider-Man. Um, Clayton, it's success. What's the awesome name that your kids gave your pet? So my daughter named her rabbit Dusty Flop Hopper. So was that was that audio of you out in the producer's airlock it's while just, that was happening? Just, oh God. just disappointing. Yeah, so Might I don't remind kids you? Like I said, I don't know who to blame. You take the calls and put them through. I just said that. That's why, that's why I'm owning yeah. it. I'm saying I should be mad at myself, maybe okay. you for pitching it. And maybe the Mix fan for coming not to play. I mean, I knew what I wanted in my head. <laughs> we are all being reprimanded by Rami. Okay, Kerry, bring us home with your other worst bit. Now, my worst moment, it's usually Pete. It usually is. But you're off the hook this week. Pete. Thank you. Kimber. Oh, no. Yes. You. Oh, it's the joke again, isn't it? <laughs> no, you are also off the hook this week. Because oh. my worst moment came from producer Rami. Wait, in what? Our very first yay or nay segment, we were talking about... The world's oldest dog and how it became to be the world's oldest dog. The lifespan of this particular breed of dog, which I cannot pronounce the breed of, uh, lifespan is 12 to 14 years of age. Uh-huh. But she claims because he's a free-range dog. A free-range dog. Like, not on a leash. <laughs> <laughs> free-range. That's right. I love it. Uh, thanks, producers. Thank you, Rami. Thank you, Rami. <laughs> no worries. Anytime, guys. Uh, this we'll producer wrap will be back next week as well. Great. Actually, wait. Well, because next Friday's. I don't know, mate. You're the producer. Uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll talk about. It we'll, later. we'll check with our out. producers when they know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Did you save someone from death? What is this based on? You said Michael Bublé nearly died. He was on the Kelly Clarkson show. Yeah. Artist Kelly Clarkson. Uh, hanging out, and he was talking about how him and his mates were at a party, 
and they'd had a few drinks. They were having a bit of fun. And then one of them spied the beach. They were clearly on the beach at the time and thought, you know what? Let's just, let's just run. Let's just run down to the beach and go for a swim. And then this is what happened next. I think in the moment we were like, you know what we should do? We should like race down the beach. And uh, so me and him and another guy came, we came running down this beach and a guy that lived there just started swearing, literally swearing at us and just screaming. I mean, screaming. Because we didn't realize we were running to our certain death because there were polar bears all down the beach. He got saved from being eaten by a polar bear. Certain death imminent. Him and his mates saved. Their lives saved by by a person at the party. I mean, I get that that was good warning, but that wasn't someone saving Michael Bublé's life. Like, that that's a bit of a was, stretch. That absolutely was someone saving Michael Bublé's life. Standing at How the was beach and not? just saying there's bears. No, they weren't standing at the beach. They were running towards the beach. Yeah, and but- it was a party and it was late in the party, so I dare say it was dark. If, if, if a polar bear had grabbed Bublé by the leg and started nom nom nom. Yeah. And then someone went, I pulled Bublé out of the water. I resuscitated him. We took him to hospital. He lived. Yep. That's saving someone's life. Well, I, I didn't. I mean, that was the other part of the audio, but I just cut it short. <laughs> <laughs> it's not saving someone's life just to stand there and give a warning or advice. Okay, well, what do you think is saving someone's life? It's exactly what I said. It's like proper <clears throat> saving someone's life. Like actually, you know, coming across a, a bad accident or, or seeing someone choke or pass out or what, you know, and actually saving them. I mean, I feel like you're diving into it quite deep here. Because that's what it is. If you're going to be someone who goes, I saved someone's life, that's a significant call. It's something that you're carrying around because you were actually there to change a significant moment in someone's life. All right. Well, there you go. There's the brief. All right. There's the brief. Did you actually save someone's life? And better than the Bublé thing. Don't, don't, than, don't do that about you, Michael It's Bu- better Michael than Bublé. We want a, have you saved someone's life? All right. Better than I stood on the beach and warned someone about bears. They were running. It could have happened. <laughs> he yelled. He didn't just stand and warn. Okay. He yelled. And there was swearing yeah. involved. Chelsea in Alexander Heights. You saved a couple of people, Chelsea. What happened? Yeah. Um, my family lives in uh, Queensland, New South, so right on the border. There's this beautiful place called Rainbow, uh, Rainbow Bay. Yeah. Um, literally one side of the street's Queensland, one side's New South. Anyway, there's RSL up there, and um, so we we went out for dinner, and and then we're like, oh, let's walk this dinner off. (laughs) We're all chockers. So we're walking down, and um, my mum actually spotted them, these young girls out maybe 60, 70 metres out, waving their hands, and it was real choppy that night. Um, And then we noticed one of them kind of went down. So I left the kids with my mom and dad and, and ran out. Um, anyway, one girl was fully unresponsive. The other girl was coughing up water. So I ended up saying, look, I'll hold you. You try and hold her up, all right? So I, I was kind of swimming on my back, kind of going in, trying to get in with the, the you know, the water. And uh, anyway, one girl started going, uh, uh, the girl that was, was still talking she was like I can't do this I can't do this I can't lift her I'm like all right all right so I ended up putting her in one arm getting the other girl in the other and like just swimming on my back 
What? Like frog kicking yourself yeah, back to kicking, the yeah. shore. Yeah. Are you? A, you I'm must. Like, you must be a really like an incredible swimmer to be able to have the well, confidence to jump into choppy God. seas at night and save yeah. two people. They live in Rainbow well, Bay, thanks. man. <laughs> yeah. Well, my mum like got us all swimming lessons because she never got any when she was younger, and she always wished she did. So mm. I ended up doing all. Oh, I ended up getting my bronze medallion, and I love choppy water. Like I love swimming in that. It's it's a thrill. So I, I'm pretty experienced with the swimming in that. So, yeah, but mm. one girl just wasn't responding when we got back to the shore. So I ended up, like, my mum called triple zero. Um, I ended up started doing uh, CPR. And the girl, the other girl was freaking out because you can hear the girl's ribs breaking. And she's like, you're hurting you, you're hurting you. I'm like, if I ain't breaking her ribs, I ain't doing it right. Are you yeah. Oh, my yeah. God, Chelsea, that's amazing. So sort of the same as yelling on the beach. There's polar bears. I mean, when you put it like that. She I... was frog kicking back to the shore with a girl in each arm. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I didn't play the other half of the Michael Bublé audio <laughs> where the polar bear was gnawing on his leg. The Pete and Kimber Podcast.